Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Fucking strange day. Strange day indeed. Um, typically, man, this is like the day that I celebrate the most. Uh, new book is out today. I've been talking about this for the last few months. Um, fuck, man. It is, uh, it is hard to write a book. Um, getting it out into the world is like typically the greatest day ever. However, I uh, woke up this morning to uh, messages uh, from Amazon saying that it was banned uh, from Amazon itself. Uh, we made numerous calls, uh, had some lawyers get involved and the response we got was this, it was very short and terse and it said due to the violent nature and graphic sexual depictions in when darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. We are not going to be carrying the book at this time. Didn't say they would be carrying it at another time. Didn't really say anything much further than that. Obviously, there's been close to four or 5,000 pre-orders. Uh, we were extremely close to the New York Times bestseller list, and uh, most of those orders come from Amazon. Uh, I, I believe the, the, the total I got when, when you speak to a publisher is uh, generally about 85 to 90% of your orders of books come from Amazon. Reason being is uh, Amazon Prime, which almost everybody in America, the world has, uh, gives you free shipping. So, you know, you go to Barnes & Noble or Books A Million, they're going to charge you, you know, 3 or $4 shipping cost or, or whatever it is. Uh, Amazon doesn't do that. They also had promised to deliver the book on the day that it was released. Obviously, that didn't happen today. Um, but I've been flooded with, you know, all your messages and screenshots and all that stuff, uh, asking what the delay was from. That's what the delay is from. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with this. Um, I can tell you this, that the legal team is fighting uh, to, to get it back into, into Amazon and up and out into the world. Um, they're sending out, Amazon sent out a couple messages to people saying that, you know, uh, that we didn't have enough in stock or they didn't send it in time. That's, that's bullshit. Uh, every book in America, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, my book, Barack Obama's book, fucking Trump's book, it doesn't matter what it is. It, it, all of this stuff from every publisher is, is print on demand. They do it right in the house. As soon as it's ordered, it's shipped out. Uh, every company does this. And again, it's on sale at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million right now. So you can go out and get it there. You just can't get it on Amazon. There were so many phone calls and tweets and messages into customer service from Amazon. Uh, they're kind of flooded and they don't know what to do. Um, our, like I said, the legal team has talked to them and we hope to get it restored um, simply for the fact of this, this is a work of comedic fiction. Um, there's nothing with there's nothing bad with anything like uh, underage or uh, or anything else. I mean, it, it's it's a continuation of the first book, and Night She Cries, while he rides a steed. So, uh, yes, that book was crazy. This book is crazy. The only difference that has happened since the last book came out and this one was the election, 
and the PC nature and culture of what people say or think or do and all of that other shit. That's the only thing that's changed um, from now and then. And uh, man, it's it's getting fucking sad out there. I mean, it's 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 a crazy world, man. Uh, we we we'll, we ended up talking about it on the show coming up, but uh, at the top. I just wanted to tell you that that's what's going on. Uh, I appreciate all your messages of support. Um, the book is awesome, man. It's it's hilarious and it's fucking crazy, but in no way should it be banned. Um, there's nothing in this book worth banning it. Um, I mean, they're treating it that it's like it's fucking mind comp or something, but uh, it's just a it's a comedy. Uh, it's a comedy about the Civil War and, and uh, the Transcontinental Railroad. <laughs> um, Nothing more than that, um, you know, and the, the, the fucking sex shit that's in the book is no different than what you'd read in Fifty Shades of Grey. And last that I checked, that is not banned. Um, I don't know if it's the fact that it's coming from a male perspective and that that has never happened before. I'm not sure, but uh, we hope to get it resolved soon. In the meantime, thank you uh, to everybody who's who's messaged me out there um, or switched their orders and just ordered from Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. Um, look, there's a bunch of other sites you can get it from, just not Amazon. And currently, uh, I, and I hope that changes because I know, you know, a lot of you and myself included, I use Amazon Prime fucking almost every day of my life, I feel like. So uh, hopefully this gets cleared up. But uh, the thought police are out. Uh, watch out, man. It's, it's, it's happening more and more. And uh, look, ironically, we've been talking on the show, sh- talking about it on the show the last few weeks. I just never thought it would happen to me. Um, but here we are. So fuck it. Uh, and fuck Amazon for doing this, man. But let's get to some sponsors, shall we? We've got an awesome show today. First and foremost, we're talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. BlackRifleCoffee.com is a premium roast-to-order coffee. It is made uh, by the hands of veterans, so you know it's fucking good. So much shit you can trust anymore in the world. Uh, it's the best coffee you'll ever have. It certainly is the best coffee I've ever had. Uh, I, I never really liked coffee or Starbucks or any of that shit. And then I had these guys and I was like, holy fuck, it's amazing. It's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's your best friends and you're like, eh, how good could it be? Like, what the fuck are these guys making? And, uh, shockingly enough, it's, it's incredible. And I can see why this brand is growing every single day. Uh, and I'm super proud of these guys. And, uh, we, we also talk about this later on in the show as well. Um, and I can't recommend BlackRifleCoffee.com enough. Uh, go there. There's a one-time promo code of Drinking Bros for 20% off. I highly recommend using that on the Coffee Club of the Month program. The coffee gets shipped to your house on the same date of every single month. And it's about $4 cheaper than Costco. Um, and, dude, you're supporting great dudes versus whoever fucking owns Folgers. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Day one, homies. Love us from Strike Force, man. That is that is never quit. And uh, we see everybody's posts and drinking bros um, on the podcast page and in the community drinking this shit all summer long. And uh, dude, I, I I get it. I'm right there with you, man. Uh, this they also have a subscription of the month, and I I own that as well. Um, Pre workouts, that is my fucking jam. Or that late afternoon crash, boom. Uh, and it's 99 cents. So. You're not paying $4 for a can of Monster or Kickstart or Red Bull. And uh, again, another veteran-owned company, man. Sean Matson uh, and the guys uh, really put out a quality product. And I, I, I truly believe this is the fucking energy drink of the future. 
Um, that's why I drink it so much. Plus, it fits in my pocket, and I don't have to fucking deal with a goddamn can everywhere I go. Uh, go to strikeforceenergy.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for 20% off. They got original orange, lemon, and make America great again. They got a 10 pack, a 40 pack, and a 750 milliliter bottle for those looking to get sexy. Uh, also, fun fact uh, you can squirt a little on your hands for a jerk sesh if you're in need. Like maybe right before a shower because it's a little sticky, but it'll still get the job done. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Again, one time promo code. No, every time promo code of Drinking Bros. For 20% off. That's good every single time. Next up, we've got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. I'm going to just start saying ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Why? Because they're giving drinking bros community the best deals on mattresses that, that no one else is offering. Uh, and the, the, the real reason behind that, by the way, if, if I haven't never mentioned this, is um, I know all of the family members of the owners were uh, veterans. And uh, they love this show. They love the community. And they're super fucking proud um, to give, you know, discounts and mattresses. And, dude, I know they give, like, I want to say one or two free mattresses away, like, a week to veterans um, at random. They don't even post about it on social media either. Uh, They're just fucking good dudes, man. Um, And for real, we each have, like, two or three in our house. Uh, It's the best mattress you'll ever have. And their pillows are lights fucking out. Uh, I've gotten so used to them. If I don't have one anymore, I I freak out a little bit inside. Um, Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. And look at their deals, man. The deals that are offering drinking bros are like $100 off a mattress and like two free pillows. Um, They've got uh, cooling mattress and, uh, you know, adjustable bases, all that shit. And their bundle packages are like $400 off and they have a pay-as-you-go plan, which no one else is offering. Um, Just in case you look at it and you're like, shit, a a mattress is expensive. I wonder what I'm going to get. That's the one you should get. And they just ship it right to your house. It's fucking great. Uh, I can't say enough nice things about ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Get them deals, son. Get them deals. Uh, next up, we've got grill your ass off. Grill your ass off. Grill your ass off. Grill your ass off. Love grill your ass off. Um, not new to this. True to this at grill your ass off. Crispy, Avilia was on the show. Um, he's got his own fucking seasonings there. Uh, he's got the, the, the spicy habanero. Um, love it. Uh, they've got, look, all kinds of seasonings uh, for, for grilling season. Again, ass-eating season is over. Ass-eating season is over. I repeat, it is over. Grilling season's on. Go to grillyourassoff.com. Uh, get all their seasonings. They got seasonings for uh, steak, chicken, pork, you name it. You're going to get them anyways. You might as well get them from a, a company that's 100% veteran owned. Um, and they're fucking tasty as shit. Matt and I use them all the time. Matt and I cook out the most out of this crew, by the way. Uh, that's just our jam, dude. We do it all the time. So I, I fuck, I use these guys almost daily. Um, and their beef jerky, oh, their jerky is second to none. It's so good. They're even offering a subscription of the month on that. That shit is fucking bananas how good it is uh they got four flavors is 100 percent uh all beef and uh usa beef and they get a four pack for 25 bucks um it's fucking incredible the sweet and spicy is my favorite uh and they've also got pint glasses for sale and some merch dude some shirts uh big fans of grill your ass off use the promo code drinking bros for 15 percent off at grill your ass off.com uh next up we've got battlebox.com that's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X dot com. There is no E in that. I uh, love all of their shit. It is Christmas every single month 
at BattleBox.com. Um, it's for dudes, man. Your wife's always getting fucking weird makeup, you know, shit of the month clubs. This is for dudes. It's survival gear, tactical gear. Uh, they've got everything up to, you know, if you're in a hurricane, um, if you're in a tornado, a fucking fire, uh, a car accident, you name it, they've got boxes for it. Um, they've also got like a surprise box. The, the boxes range from like 20, 25 bucks a month to like 150 a month. And that's the, that's the top jam right there. You get that $150 box a month. You're getting the dopest shit on the planet. And uh, that you, get a free, you get a free knife every single month too. Um, so I highly recommend it. Go to their website and check out, literally check out all the shit you get in this box. It's one of those things, whenever this comes in, everybody hoards it immediately, takes all the shit, and then just fucking bounces. It's like fucking rabid dogs. They just leave the empty box on the floor. Uh, go to battlebox.com and check it out. The, uh, the first purchase you make, the first box you make is uh, 20% off with the promo code Drinking Bros. And uh, once you start getting it, you'll get hooked and you're like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to put this on my card and, and enjoy this once a month. Uh, Battlebox.com. Last but not least, we're talking about Kimber. KimberAmerica.com is making some of the finest firearms in the land. Seen a lot of posts uh, from us lately about KimberAmerica.com. And uh, look, man, said it once and I will say it till the day that I die. Uh, you don't have a real gun collection unless you have a Kimber 1911. Fucking gorgeous weapons. Um, you can go on there. Their firearms are just beautiful, man. Um, they're making some of the, the, the best firearms on the planet. Yes, I will say that. They're, they're, they really are. Um, man. Their, their custom 1911s are uh, probably because I just fucking ordered another one. Um, that's why I keep harping on them. I, I love them. They made one with a fucking pearl handle that's got the, uh, the great state of Texas ingrained in it, too, for the boys' move to uh, San Antoine um, for Black Rifle Coffee. But, uh, dude, you, you can get caught in a rabbit hole down their site of just like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Um, but they have no promo code. I know. That's the sad part about it because they're like, dude, we're Kimber. We don't really need a promo code. Uh, we just love the Drinking Bros, the community, and the audience, and uh, we're, we're just a proud sponsor, and we hope everybody goes out and buys a, buys a Kimber firearm. Uh, look, a lot of people own them already, um, and uh, again, go to their website for all their, their new shit. Um, the best, the best a man can get. That's somebody else's slogan, but it should be theirs. Uh, KimberAmerica.com. Now we should hop into the show once again. Thank you to uh, to everybody who's been sending me these messages about uh, when darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. And again, I hope we have this issue with uh, Amazon resolved soon. We shouldn't be banning books. Um, that's just a fucking crazy world to live in. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Hey, look, we're at a desk where we don't look at each other and talk to each other. Evan and I are really liking this thing. So all the, hey, the video can look at our side profile. How's the back of my fucking yeah, shirt, great. Logan? Looks great. Hi, Logan. Hot Logie's on the show today. Oh, is Check he? Check it and see. Yeah. Yes. Hello, Hot Logan. Logan. How are you? Sure is. Check it and see. Dandy. Glad to be back. What do you do at Black Rifle Coffee? Oh, God. You're like the Swiss Army knife of Black Rifle I just, Coffee. I just give you a lot of compliments and just make sure you're That's not true. I was showing Logan a song that I was trying to sing on, and he goes, this is fucking terrible. You shouldn't sing. Matter of fact, don't talk for a week. And I'm like, that's a little brutal, It's not how that went down. And you sent they, me. 
And then well, they both you, got out of bed and, and yeah, put, put their pants know. on. Well, the Little best part about Logan is I can't get him pregnant. Like he's like, dude, I have a dog. As much as we try, it just doesn't happen. Well, and it's kind of like looking into a mirror, like a shorter bearded version. Yeah, like a little skinnier, a little shorter. Yeah, it's exactly why you like Edwin because oh, no, because he, he looks like me. It's like your child. You love your child because it looks like you. But then that's weird <laughs> when you bring around your significant other because we do look very similar. Um, and you're like, There's not no yours. way that like no no. Here's no a, a different loyal. race. Yeah. 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 Different race. Well, Noel just like, thinks all sound, white people look You make it sound so aggressive. <laughs> She's a different race. Matt, Matt is in an interracial Whoa. relationship. He's very Dial progressive. Back a little bit. Well, actually, the funny thing is, is I don't know, and my wife doesn't even know exactly where what ethnicity she is. She, she thought she was Spanish, and then there was a okay, there was Mexican, and then there was Italian. I'm, she's brown, so we're doing the twenty three and me thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what is it? Because you've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Is it really? I'm, I'm thinking about doing it as well. Yeah. My mom so, did it, and we're 70% Scandinavian. I was like, that's what's up. Oh, you're Viking. It's fuck Joe, yeah, sure. uh, Joe Rogan posted his Neanderthal re- results the other day, and uh, I have more Neanderthal in me than Joe Rogan, so that's a little interesting fact. You're going to yeah. have a little yeah. bit more in you, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> After tonight. Episode 400, we all have an orgy <laughs> <Yeah>. together. Drinking <laughs> yeah. Bros has an orgy. <laughs> Whoa, you guys lost a lot like, of listeners. You guys keep using comedy to do really gay <laughs> shit and justify it. Oh. Hmm. That's an I did like that, the comment on Instructor Earl. Someone's like, what's up with military dudes always dressing up in drag? I guess I just don't think about it when when do you they? like in a skit, I, that's not dude. A thing. But I like in, don't in skits, that you have to know that. Look at Vet TV, dude. That I, that wasn't a lie. Did you guys listen to that show by any chance? Which one? The the uh, the, the one with the Vet TV when they came on the show. Yeah, it was awesome. One of the guys came out on the show. What? Really? Oh, so you guys didn't listen to the show? No, uh, I listened listen. to it. Ross. I was on I the show. I, I didn't listen to it. I was, I was just waiting. No, it was in Los. It was in Los Angeles, Evan. I don't. I don't think you were on that show. <laughs> oh, okay. So we did more we, than we, one. Yeah, okay, we did one with, with okay. Donnie. So we, yeah. what happened was is that we we Jared and I rented this like in Dave, um, fired Dave, uh, rented this huge like Airbnb, and then we had people in and out like every day. Well, Vet TV shows up early, and there's like twenty of them. I caught a couple of them kissing on the mouth in, in, in the kitchen, like having coffee in the morning. And it was about 9 a.m. Um, and then I saw some other, like two other ones. early like, for a gay joke. Like, are you guys yeah, playing gay chicken at I, 9 a.m.? Like, no- <laughs> and there's no one else here. No, this was not a, <laughs> huh. this was a real, this was a real thing. So, um, and then I saw a couple others, like, like rubbing each other's shoulders. And it was, it was the same guy who kissed the other guy earlier. And when he came on the show, I finally just asked him, I was like, hey man, like I, I know this is a comedy show. And I was like, and truthfully, we don't care what you are, but like, are, are you a homosexual man? Like I saw you kiss someone in the kitchen and it was at like 9 a.m. So there was no jokes about it. No, nobody was around. I just walked in to get some coffee as well. And, um, and he, he, he said yes on the show. Huh? Well, who cares? Was that his first like saying it ever or? It sounded like it. I mean, oh. you know, when we were oh, asking whatever. him on the show, so, like, you know. My big thing with you, Ross, is I feel like you and Jared just go rent Airbnbs in cool ass places and drink for five days and then call it work. We did 27 shows in five days. Yes, we were drinking, um, but that's a lot of fucking shows to do. Okay, I'll give you that. 27 is Drinking well. Bros. Drinking I mean, Bros, for, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we did, God damn, that was 27 shows. 
was there playmates there? Yes, but that, I blame that on you. Missed out on that, not me. You know what I'm saying? You could have been there. Well, that's okay. I mean, I'll I'll out Jared right now. You know, Jared is in Colorado with uh, his his lady friend because he he posted a picture today on Instagram it's and it was serious. like me and my lady both oh. wear the same uniforms and I was like, all right, we're 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 taking it to eleven, yeah. dude. He's, yeah, he's. <laughs> I, why? What I? Why? I don't understand this. Like, can you please help me understand? Like, he's in a new relationship that is so serious every two weeks that I'm just like, I, I can't no. look at his Instagram anymore. I can't do it. Can we can we not forget that he's married? <laughs> and let's, let's, like, let's not forget. Well, no, hold on. And, and I don't need to you talk about his endeavors. But, uh, you know, uh, Dave did bring up a good point that this is a good, like, fail safe here he's married so he can't run off to vegas and get he married can't you get can't double married you can't yeah, get double, can't double married, married. Yeah. so like he's got a great excuse to like slow the process of actual commitment contractually hey babe i know Sorry. it's been seven years but <laughs> i'm still I'm married Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bless his soul i hope he's well, having a fun I, time I, I, and by he, the way i cringe watching the instagram i can't do it anymore because it's it, literally every two weeks it's somebody different and then like I, and then the comments underneath it is what gets me. Hey, there's always one guy who's like, "Hey, man, I'm so happy for your happiness, brother." And it's like, <laughs> what? What? He was just with somebody else two weeks ago in the same pose, like doing the same shit. Um, yeah. Hey, let, just let him do him. You know, I, I'm I just, I'm just watching the, I'm just watching. You know, I'm sitting in the bleachers with a fucking ice cold beer and some popcorn, going, "Who the fuck knows what's gonna happen next?" But I'm I, watching. I love it. I, it's entertaining I, to say. Yeah, least. my like what, like, like what am I supposed to follow your personal life? Like, oh, cool, Ross is happy and monogamous with his wife and having a kid. You know, like that's not fucking fun. No, but today, Sorry. today was fun, Matt. Today was a real fun goddamn day, um, which is why I'm drinking around what? noon. Uh, my book oh. got my my book came out today and it got banned on Amazon. <laughs> oh what? really? So uh, the lawyers are involved now, and they said uh, I, the the response what? I got they it got pulled and like a it seemed like a coordinated attack on six o'clock on Friday night, and I was like, it said it was sold out, and I was like, eh, that's impossible. You can't you, you can't sell out of books on Amazon. All of these publishers, like everyone across the board, is print on demand. They never will run out for the end of time. Um, and, uh, so we, we sent in some emails and all this stuff and they were like, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. Finally, I had a lawyer call and I got a, like a very terse email response that said due to the graphic violence and certain sexual depictions that they were temporarily banning the book until further process. Um, so what, it, what are those certain sexual depictions uh, without like, so I, I racked my brain over this because I didn't want to. I don't want to give this away because it's awesome. But it's like it involves. It's first of all, it's comedic fiction. Um, nobody's underage. Nobody's you know getting fucked with. Like there is an S an S and M depiction with Harriet Tubman. Um, <laughs> uh, but she she is beating St James Street James. She is beating the man. So I don't. I, I don't understand why that's so fucking bad. Uh, then there's there's something else further in the book that's that's kind of shock. Like there's some shocking shit in there, but no more shocking than the last one. Truthfully, the so only Ross, goddamn thing they... that's that's happened since the last one is the election, and everybody's become a fucking pussy. So I don't know if this got reported because of this show or the cover or whatever the fuck happened. I can tell you this though, because when people do get this book, Barnes and Noble is still selling it, Books a Million is still selling it, but 
Amazon is not. When people do get the book, there was something that was pulled. <laughs> I had a picture of Stephen Hawking on the inside cover of the jacket. Um, the only way to get rights to a Stephen Hawking photo and to use a quote from him was to, to use an actual real quote from Stephen Hawking. Um, and that's kind of like a trademark issue. So I poured through three days worth of Stephen Hawking interviews and found uh, a, a thing where he had gone to Antarctica. And his first response after getting off the plane in Antarctica was, holy, uh, he, not holy shit, but he said, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot that my wheelchair doesn't have snow chains. And then it just said Stephen Hawking, 1997. And it was like a quote about that. They had some issues with that and said I could get sued from the family. So I changed the cover. But that was like two months ago. Uh, and then the sexual fucking bullshit and all that thing today. So they, they stopped it. They banned the book. And then um, third party sellers are on there. You guys know more about this side than I do. Third party sellers are on there bootlegging it now for <laughs> five, six hundred dollars um, a copy. But like, is, are people allowed to, to why does Amazon let other people do that when they've banned it themselves? And why are third-party sellers doing that shit? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm listening, but Evan's taking a nap on the floor, and it's oh, really God. making me laugh. Evan hates me more than life itself. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know with that stuff, man. You know, you know how that works. It's like when people, people decide they don't want your content to live on their forum. We talked about that what, last episode. They, just, they can cut it, apparently, which is fucking sucks. But they're super hy- hypocritical with it, which is... But do people sell, like, third-party sellers sell Black Rifle Coffee on Amazon? Is that a thing? No. No. <clears throat> well, so you can if you authorize it. Now, if you go through and you, you, can, you actually have to pay an additional fee, of course, in order to create exclusivity for your own brand on Amazon. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, hey, I only want to be able to sell my brand and I haven't authorized anybody else to do it. For you guys to enforce that, you're going to have to pay, pay some more money. money. I know. It's a decent percent too. I, <clears throat> I think the most interesting thing about this is that we are living in a time when people are essentially burning books and restricting free speech and nobody is saying anything. Well, I like, think people, I, I, people I, seem I afraid, don't they? Like that, that's the take but, I but get. This is, we're seeing it take place right now. We're seeing the 1930s literally in Germany unfold where this hypersensitive environment that we live in where people are so easily offended at words. And, and if it's comedy, this is fucking insane. And if they, they, can't, they can't intellectualize what's happening. Like any limitation on speech, like any, uh, hate speech is one thing, you know, when you're, when you're trying to incite violence and, you know, go out and commit acts of, you know, criminal activity or violent activity towards other people. That's one thing, but when you're restricting comedy, I mean, it's, it's not as if like Ross Patterson, you wrote some, you know, Mein Kampf book. It's, it's a comedy. Yeah. About the they, civil war and, and like the transcontinental railroad. So it's not, it's, it's fucking insane, dude. I, I don't understand how people can't see what's happening. This Alex Jones thing. the more that I read about the, the Alex Jones getting kicked off of all his channels, I, and I don't listen to Alex Jones, so it's not 
I, I do sometimes for entertainment. Same. So I readily admit that. Yeah. But I get to turn the channel. Like that's how this whole thing works. You you don't have to follow. You don't have to watch. Nobody's forcing you to believe somebody when they say the planet is run by, you know, alien lizards. Like nobody's forcing your like fucking idiot minds to buy into this. Nobody. <clears throat> and it's like you can't. So by by pulling all of this and restricting people as crazy as they are, you know, it's not like you're stopping on the sidewalk and talking to that crazy person that's got the sign that says, you know, repent now because Jesus is coming tomorrow and or I'm Jesus or whatever. You're not stopping and talking to that guy. Nobody's like going, hey, you know what? I heard it from the crazy person on the sidewalk. He told me that Jesus is coming tomorrow. Everybody, and it's like, you guys, fucking, yeah. you guys are, you guys it's are like fucking crazy. It's like the God murders gay thing. You just yeah. like walk right past that stupid fucking Just asshole. walk right past it. Tune it out. Turn it off. Like, I don't understand how hard this is. It's not like they're force feeding people this information. Just turn it off. Do a little bit of research. Yeah, it's, it's gotten easy. It's gotten crazy. And like, I, I texted you over the weekend about the Gavin, Gavin McGinnis being banned yeah, from Twitter. Yeah. And he was one of, look, he's one of my favorites. Um, shit. Uh, he was actually going to come on the show and then he got scooped up by CRTV. Um, and you know, they're, they've got a paid platform and all that stuff, but, uh, right. he got banned from Twitter. He was a, he's a right guy, but he's very funny. If you go back, he did a great show with Rogan, maybe 20 or 30 episodes ago. That was really, really fun. Like he's just a funny, awesome dude. Um, and he was one of the co-founders of vice. Uh, he kind of got fed up with, with the direction that vice was taking going left. He was super right whatever they parted ways um but evan i dug i dug more into this um he had a group called the proud boys have you heard of this yeah Mm -hmm. yeah of course i i didn't know too much about the proud boys and uh and then i looked it up and twitter was uh, like kind of saying that you know it was because the proud boys are encouraged to you know cause violence that's uh and that he what are the proud boys i have no context here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the Proud Boys is kind of like Fight Club, where yeah. he's like he wants men to start being men and stop being pussies. So in order to join the pr- the Proud Boys, and I don't know if he did that name as a joke or not. Like I I I have no no idea. I've wanted to ask him on the show, but like uh, because it's a really fucking funny name for a group of guys. But one of the things is you have to punch another man in the face. You have to get in a fist fight, and it's not against cool. somebody you hate or disagree with. It's just you know. Uh, against one of their own yeah that's just that's just like good old fucking dude fun like my my uh good memory i have my brother i went to his bachelor party this is years ago and him and his best friend were sitting there we all been drinking because we went to lake tahoe to snowboard and they're like man we're best friends right and he's like yeah my brother's like man but we've never fought each other and he goes well, let's go fight. And they literally just went out into the snowy street and beat the fuck. My brother beat the fuck out of him. Like to the <laughs> point where I had to stop him. Cause I was like, dude, you, I, I don't want to take you to the hospital. You're yeah. both your eyes are swollen shut. Like pretty good. But then they, the second they stopped, they shook hands. Like, let's take a shot. And I'm like, all right, dumb yeah. as fuck. But I thought it was cool. <laughs> it, you got to bring that shit back once in a while, man. That's what I the think. problem is, is. And, and I, I truly believe it's because the more technology that, you know, humans create, the, the more comfort we have, we're provided from a very early age, and we are so conditioned to that, that, 
you know, anything of mild discomfort, anything of mild hardship is completely discredited because like, well, someone else needs to do that. I shouldn't have to do that. And I think that's kind of where future generations are going. And it's not like, okay, we have to go fist fight as eight year olds here, but like you need some form of grit and toughness to like live life. Life is fucking hard. It's challenging and everybody will try to fuck you at some point. And it's a matter of being a, a, like a dude and learning how to navigate through that and just being fucking tough. And, and, and a lot of people aren't tough these days. They're a bunch of fucking pussies that make excuses to fail and be fucking lazy where our culture should be the exact opposite. You should make excuses to fucking succeed and help other people. And, and I don't know what the fucking answer or the fix to that is, but you, you see it everywhere in business, in our fucking military these days. It's just like, ugh, man the fuck up. Yeah, and, like, and I'll read the description here because I, I just pulled it up off their website, the Proud Boys website. The Proud Boys are self-described Western chauvinists who adamantly deny any connection to the racist alt-right, insisting they are simply a fraternal group spreading an anti-political correctness and anti-white guilt agenda. So, Interesting, huh? That and that's I, this I, is on their website. I think any, I, I, I really think any form of race guilt whatsoever is completely unacceptable. I, I also, to a certain degree, think that when people have an inordinate amount of race pride, there's there's a there's a lot of interesting, um, there's a lot of interesting psychology there, where you know. I'm from Mexico, I'm from Puerto Rico, I'm from this, and it's like, okay, but you're an American. And when we do you know, our genetic research, we're quite literally Marks. tracing it all back to the same ancestral DNA. So based on the environments and how we've evolved, then there are different, you know, obviously different colors and people look a little bit different, but it's such a primitive way to look at your environment it's super tribal it's super reptilian portion of your brain people only should be weighed on on how well they adapt to your tribe and or what type of work what type of ethics match up right so when you create a business for instance you're trying to create an ecosystem of like-minded people that are all mission oriented and it's okay that some people don't fit in your ecosystem it's completely okay and it's not only okay it's legal like <laughs> you're trying to build a team you know for instance in sports if you want to succeed in football you have to choose the the guys that are the biggest the most athletic that are the most skilled that are the most intellectually capable at conducting the actual the the act you're not going to go well you know what dave's a good dude but you know he's five seven, a little bit rotund and way out of shape. But he's a fucking, he's a good dude. We should put him on the fucking. You're gonna we, be we the quarterback. We should put him on the Dave. fucking Chargers. You're gonna like, be on the Chargers. This is insane to think that everybody is created. And I and I when I say this, everybody is created equal. Everybody is not created to do everything at equal capacity. That's fucking insane. Like well, it yeah, is fucking insane. Differences like, like. Yeah, everybody you, has them. You're a foot taller than I am, roughly, right? I mean, ten inches. Something you got like ten that. inches on me. I <laughs> <laughs> got eight in you. What? <laughs> but it's like, what? What am I gonna? Am I? Am I gonna go ask? You know, if I need help, you know, getting the cups out of the fucking 
uh, from from the from the, from above the counter. I'm gonna go ask Matt. He's fucking tall. He can grab something. I don't want to go get my step stool and fucking get up there and grab it. But it's like, I think if you just identify these things and say, oh, there are differences between all of us, but this in being able to accept the differences and say the these are the traits that make this person wonderful and a perfect fit for this specific thing that's amazing i guarantee the guys doing physics at mit building the next generation of rockets for a space program because the world is round and there is something called space <laughs> they're also not the guys that are going to be playing on the line in the NFL. But that that's the Statistically hard part. Statistically speaking. But, but people can't understand that there are differences in there. Like, it's just like me. I'm not smart enough to be a rocket scientist or a spaceship gunner. I could do that job. But I spaceship gunner. I couldn't build Badass. a spaceship. Like, I know that I'm not smart enough. So I've conditioned my life in other ways to be exceptional at other things. And I think people have a really hard part because they wake up one morning and it'd be like, I want to be a heavyweight UFC champion. We're like, cool. You and Brock Lesnar did not come from the same fucking genome. Like right. that is an animal mm-hmm. and you are not fit for that. Like it's just like it, it's it's the reality and people can't they they don't want to accept reality sometimes. I, I would like more of these people to start identifying as grizzly bears and lions and going out and living with them with the packs yeah like ah uh, you know what i'm a fucking wolf i'm gonna go live with the wolves and just see how long that lasts it, <laughs> it doesn't you know it, it just doesn't it's not going to happen it's not reality and i think the further away people get away from the further away people move from reality the 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 crazier this conversation is going to get in the united states the conversation in my mind it's already out of control Nobody's saying like you're superior, but you have to at least look at two people and say, this person is five feet tall. They have limited muscle mass. They're hyper intelligent, but they're not going to be put on an NBA team typically. Well, there's a reason like why when you show up to Ranger Battalion, the fucking six two two thirty guys like here's a Gustav yeah. and you're on the fucking heavy weapons squad. There's a reason for that, because that motherfucker has to go fast rope out of a helicopter with that heavy fucking thing. And other fucking body types will probably break on that. But then in Vietnam, it's like, who's going to go down the fucking hole with the 1911? Probably you're that guy. I'm I'm not that guy. I'm the guy. I'm non-claustrophobic. I look forward to (laughs) a a really good gunfight. I look look forward to killing some dudes in a tunnel. I'm the guy. I'm up for a good old-fashioned gunfight. Hey, listen here. Who's up for a gunfight? Let me ask you, though. What what made you that guy, though, Evan? I don't know. Were you you born with it? or? I think it's partly uh, genetics, and I think it's environmental, and I think it's probably a lot of individual indoctrination with a coupling of experience. I think that's kind of everything there. What? Well, it's exposure to harsh environments, right? Like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, which is, which is the exact opposite of what's going on with the generation now is like they're being sheltered and they're not exposing themselves to uncomfortable environments or situations. And so they're coming out super sensitive about everything. It's like, well, that's, that's not the way the world is like go to someplace overseas and it's so easy to see that the world doesn't work the way that you want it to it's auto revolving it's the it's the kingdom man it's the wild kingdom like they're so sheltered and in this in this bubble of it, it really is a utopian bubble for 
this huge portion of the American population. Dude, There's, we always used to joke false. about that. We we yeah. we won the fucking life lottery. Yeah. Like I used to always make jokes about this and whether you think it's right or not, but like you're I'm driving down a vehicle and like you could be in a position where you're bitching about having to be deployed in overseas, but then you see the poor fucking farmer in Afghanistan with a mule pushing a cart in 120 degree weather and you're like, "Homeboy, did not win the life lottery and i guarantee that motherfucker might bitch a little bit but he can't fucking quit because if he quits he dies yeah. like that's yeah. that's his fucking reality <laughs> yeah. every goddamn morning he wakes up guess when he breaks his ankle he can't even go to a fucking doctor because they don't goddamn have him and if they do they're probably gonna like put some tape on that and call the day i don't know but and that's not discrediting the culture i'm just saying that's that's the world we live in like we won the life lottery being fucking you know born in america and granted you can always try to benefit our society and help it grow and 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 become a more contributing culture but at the end of the day like geez man we got it pretty fucking easy we have a great we should all just generally be grateful we should doing jumping jacks with their yeah. dongs out every morning like every this is morning. fucking great yeah that's why I'm always so fucking happy. I could bitch about a gajillion things. I wake up and I'm like, fucking, my yeah. legs work, dude. I sunshine's coming in. I'm alive. Woo! Let's go suck this day's dick, man. Yeah. My penis. I works. always, I always think about that. Where there was this dude I used to pass in uh, Kabul all the time. You, pro- you might even remember him. Uh, he was a, he was a legless man on like a board with wheels. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, That's funny. And he was like, and he would, he had gloves on. He would like cruise around with his gloves on, and he would beg. The dude was filthy like filthy because the streets of Kabul are fucking filthy and this dude was smiling and like putting thumbs up as people were driving by and it was it was so surreal to see this guy begging on the street smiling he has no legs and he's scooting around on a board really disformed he was in um we would think that all the time we're like dude we are so lucky to have been born in this country and I watched the, I watched this thing the other day. It was Terry Crews giving an interview. It came out like a couple of weeks ago and I don't know his background or what his political beliefs, whatever. I'm just talking about the way he spoke in life. And he was talking about his movie career that he used to be a bodyguard for Hollywood guys on set. And then one day, what was it? Training day. They were like, Hey dude, you want to be in this film? And he was like, Oh shit. Like I'm not. Okay. And the director was like, yeah, just go clap some pigeons over there. And he came back a week, started getting into film. And then, um, it, it as his career went forward, he got on except um, expendable, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. And he, I guess he was super not happy about his small role. He's like, I think I deserve a better role. He's being a dick on set. And then he said, one day I just woke up and said, why am I being fucking negative? Let me change my attitude. I'm going to be happy and positive to everybody. Well, that positivity carried through on set and Sly wrote him into the end scene where he shotguns everybody and kills like 45 people. That scene was never written, but Sly was like, I like you, man. Why don't you go fucking have an epic kill montage? And he's just like, man, life's about your attitude. And if you have a negative attitude, you're going to find negativity in life. It is going to fucking stick to you like flies on shit. But if you have a positive fucking attitude, I guarantee more than not, you're always going to find success because you find the wins in life. And those wins are up to you. It's completely subjective. Yeah, and that's something I need to work on, to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I'm, I, I, I tend to dwell on the negative, and I wish I didn't. Um, I think Evan does, too. By the way, <laughs> I think Evan's a very happy person. I think he he's just sometimes cynical. But well, I when I asked you, of- I asked you, I think on, on episode 300, like about the success of Black Rifle and all that stuff. And you were like, yeah, cool. I, a couple of listeners were like, man, how is that guy not fucking amped about everything? And I was like, I, I sat back and thought about it. And I was like, there's so much shit going on. And you're in the middle of it right now that you can't 
you know, see how amazing it is from the outside, but everybody else does. So uh, look, you're, but, but that's the thing in, in business. And I think I was on a podcast yesterday and uh, I was explaining this. It's like, man, you, you, this is a, this business and growing a business like Black Rifle, the way that we've done it for the last four years, this has been, and I think a lot of people think that this has been easy because that's what he, he told me. He's like, well, it's just, it really looks easy from the outside. I'm like, this has been there almost every day for four, four years. This is looking up a mountain with like, like a big heavy pack on that where the mountain doesn't end. <laughs> and it's like, man, it's fun. I love to climb mountains. Don't get me wrong. Like I, it's, it's great. You get tired, you get worn out. You continue to keep putting one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. I love the business and I'll never, I'll never, I would never be sitting here saying this is amazing. It's an incredible opportunity. And, uh, there are days where, you know, you look back and you're like, it's truly surreal as far as the growth and, and how happy we've, we've been able to, to put everybody together, but there's so much as far as being able to put this thing together and move it down the road every day. And the other piece to that is when you're dealing with the complexities of the internet, uh, you know, the internet is not kind to anybody. So, you know, you got to like suck it up, buttercup, you know, get up out of their bed. Matt and I've talked about it a lot where, you know, you take it on the chin, man, you, you, you take it on the chin. And, you know, I think it weighs on me a little bit where people have gotten this completely different idea of us and the company, you know, they've tagged us as like, fuck like everything under the sun, you know, I think the Nazi comments are like the single most uh, uh, derogatory and or insulting fucking comments because they're so stupid on one hand. And then there, there, there's no course of the conversation that can take place post that. But it, it, it does like the internet, I think starts to, it starts to weigh heavy on your fucking shoulders at times. Not, woe is me, right? It's like, man, you guys got a great successful company and, but it is, it's, it's a long way from the point. And I think, I think a lot of people are like, well, you guys should be like, fuck dude, you guys could be flying hot air balloons and fucking driving Ferraris. And it's like, no man, like this is, this Ferraris is a are job. Fucking lame, by the way. Yeah. Ferraris they're super lame. lame. It's a job. It's a lot of work and it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing gift to have this much work. Uh, and, uh, we should never take it for granted. I, I definitely don't because I fucking truly respect and love the people that support the company. I think there are times when you just get, you get beat down sometimes, you know, you just get beat down and a lot of it just comes from the internet. You fucking get fucking sucked in and you're like, God damn. But at the end of the day, I'm not on missing my legs uh, in Afghanistan and Kabul, you know, pedaling on a, on a skateboard. So I, I yeah. always have that. What's the opposite of a chip on my shoulder? I always have that little silver lining in my pocket. A cherry in your ass? A what? <laughs> I think that's what it's called. God, dude, I got the greatest cherry in my ass. Like, is that a metaphor? Yeah. Or is this a... Ah, I, know. I, I wonder if there's a, someone that could tie a cherry thing with their butt. I guarantee there's someone out there. Or with their, your with their urethra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that you, Logie? Logan could definitely do it. I can see you do it. You're kind of. I'll femme. be the first to try. Yeah, I can see you going yeah. by one day. You're kind of femme, like uh, kind of Ruby Roseish. Uh, 
in, in a oh, nice way. You're Ross. a very attractive man, well, but you're very slender. We get and... some submissions for Date Logie because he's God a good-looking, hard-working guy, you know, and you're not in a serious relationship. I mean, I'm not in any relationship. You're, you're serious about being non-monogamous in lots of relationships. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> so one plus one equals two. Yeah. Yeah. We're there. Long division. Yeah. We real, got there. Real long we division. And for the ladies That's at home. That's why we couldn't be a rocket scientist right there. Yeah. I couldn't there. even figure that one out. And for the ladies at home who don't know what Logan looks like, you look like the lead singer of King, Kings of Leon. Like, you're a good looking dude. I don't understand what the fucking story is. Who the fuck knows what the lead I singer of no Kings idea. of Leon looks Come like? Come on. He's famous as shit. Let's be real. Look at this photograph. That's uh, the right song. Right? Oh, Dave can pull on, it up for us. Yeah. Let's see. Dave can pull this Kings guy of Leon. I bet he's going to be a hipster little fuck. He's, oh, he's married okay. to a supermodel. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a beard and some piercing blue eyes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I he's thought you were talking shit. Hair. I don't see it. He definitely is way softer features. Yeah. You're way more of a rugged man. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, that, and that's he's, fair. You're, you're like, a, like a rugged dude. Um, if you watch his documentary, yeah. though, that's the craziest rock documentary I've ever seen. They live in fucking Why? trailers um, out and they don't even have where he grew up with his family. They're so redneck in the woods. They don't even have indoor plumbing. They do. Really? They have a great story. So Leon, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Ross, but Leon is their uh, their grandfather, right? Uh, yes, yes. Um, Are they all a family in the band? So, yeah, they're all. The only one that isn't a brother is the bassist, and I think he's a cousin, but they're all family. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good doc. And they live, I mean, it is, it's like catching like shit in the creek, and that's how they're eating. I mean, it is so far removed from the rest of society. I, and I want to say it's in like it's Louisiana. Dope, then. Yeah, but here's the thing. So like now that they've made it and they're super rich and famous and married to supermodels and shit, they took their like model wives back there and it was just, it was weird, man. Um, it was God. weird. It's like going back to uh, a scene from Deliverance, like hillbillies yeah. with banjos and fucking overalls and no teeth. It's God, that sounds great, dude. Right? I, no, That's he, a he's not life, lying, bro. by the way. I like that. Yeah, he's not lying. Like they're they're wearing overalls. No, I mean they're dirty as fuck. They look like they've been showered or brushed their teeth. The whole family in like years. Bro, I'm telling you, if I, if I ever decide like I'm just done or, and I'm you know financially there one day somewhere, and I, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be a dirty. Well, I already wear the same shorts every day and sandals, but a dirty little hillbilly fuck that all I care about is my dear lease, you know, loving on my wife and that's it. Well, we're kind of already on our way. Like the best ranch is kind of coming the weekend getaway where we go off and be Boy Scouts for the Except weekend. Except for some, we just off. end up working all weekend. And then I remember yeah, I was like, what? oh, it's Saturday, right? You're like, Matt, it's Sunday. I'm like, Sunday. fuck, I got meetings this morning. True. But like, I mean, Sunday, we finished a video. We spent. <clears throat> Most of the day drinking and shooting bows and cooking meat could be far worse things doing in life. No, it's, it's epic. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's epic. that was a great day. And I will just my say own gym really there now. Man, yeah, you're Hashtag you're blessed. setting up for the end of the world. Like that's you're good on life in that house. No, I, I life's like. about efficiency, man. Life's about efficiency. Like I, I would have to drive thirty minutes to a gym that's that that meets my training requirements, and that burns up an hour on the road. It just doesn't make sense. And so I was like, I'm gonna build my own gym. Oh, I get well, it. I mean, it's fucking incredible. Reality, right? 
Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful to see humans create their own reality yes. like when they have the time and the resources to be able to do that. Like what is in that human's brain and what is, what are they going to do creatively? I really want to fucking see, like, let's just give Jared a billion dollars and just see what the <laughs> one fuck day. happens. That's actually the, probably the only reason Evan and I are trying to do this so hard is so we get him a lot of money one day and then we just say, Go, go, create free. you, go, do you. Oh my god, dude! Can I tell you that be would be so, so wonderful? Epic. Like that's the moment I want to like, yes, give this man a camera crew because you don't have any fucking idea what's gonna happen. That's weird. I think that's a very self-reflective thing you could do with yourself. It's like if I had every and all resources to provide any sort of happiness in my life, what does that look like? Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Because I think a lot of people initially go, okay, let's think of material items. I want a Lambo. I want a fucking watch. Like, I've never been that guy. Like, I want happiness and, like, a support system around me that is, like, people that influence my life in a positive manner, which is, like, why you guys are at my house this weekend. We're cooking because I'm, like, that's the environment I want to create because my biggest part of happiness comes from, like, creating creating something and then sharing that with people it's why i like to cook it's why we do videos and all these things and i'd be curious for people to to do that exercise and see what does that look like in your own mind because i think that's a good way of kind of leading you on the path in life where you should go what is what does my happiness look like yeah and being able to like you want to create those things that you can look back on and you know a year or a decade and say like you know what i'm really fucking proud of that like Mm -hmm. even now we're in the middle of this thing and it's really nice like i know i'm this thing that we've been chugging along at like i'm really fucking proud of it and it's nice and and you're gonna have that thing looking back 10 years from now you're like man that was a great part of my life and it makes me happy to be where i am because i did that thing well, I think it's a really hard. Mo- I've had challenges in that in that way in my life previously, where you kind of fall into like a social construct of what I should be doing. I should be working this job. I should be doing this. Like, I was doing this contracting um, or excuse me, security gig in Los Angeles, and like literally one morning, I just kind of woke up and was like, "Why the fuck am I here? I hate my relationship. I hate my job. I hate where I'm living." And I was like, "Fuck it." I called my dad and was like, "Can I move back in with you for like six months while I get my shit together?" And I just uprooted my whole life, and I. Saw where the second morning I woke up there with no money in my bank and I was like I've never been more happy than this right now because all I have to focus on is what Matt wants to do in life and where my next fucking chapter is whereas before I was so scared of that I was like I won't have money where am I going to work I'm like I'll figure it out and then I obviously did so I mean it's been said a million times over but happiness has to come from within like that can't be something that happens from outside sources like yes you can create an atmosphere in which things facilitate your happiness but ultimately that has to fucking come out of you well then yeah and surrounding people that are influential in that happiness like i think that you can hit a meter but then like surrounding your people self with people that care about that happiness is like super important because that's where those fake friends come in is they actually want to see you to fail the only reason they're there because they're fair weather friends they're like i'm here because i subsequently benefit from your successes and the environment you've created like fuck those fucking assholes i want the dudes like you guys where when I'm if I'm poor as fuck, everything's gone away, we'll still figure out some way to have fun. We'd be fucking the best panhandlers on the block. We've, you know? we've been poor as fuck for like four years. So <laughs> like, basically, like that's that's like we just like roll back the clock a couple couple months and there you go. That's that was what it was like. I saw some comment about that. I was like, I think people forget that contract for like almost six years. I'm like, that's where I, that gym shit came from. Yeah, I didn't like, spend it on anything it's, else. It's, it's so funny, man. I don't yeah, care. I, and I don't care. I don't even want to talk about money. Like Fuck it. That, and that was something I was thinking about today. I'm being all weird today, but how certain people in our community and cultures in general like preach for a certain success. And then when people in those environments 
find somewhat of like portions of success, they get ridiculed for it. And you're like, wow, I thought we want people to be successful here. And then the second someone is, it's like, fuck that dude. It's all out of jealousy. And you're yeah, like, yeah. I would love to see so many other people in our community fucking be successful when they do. I love it. It's like, that's awesome. We, it's, we can all share it together, bro. Like there's a fucking, well, especially the veteran community. Like we should be the fucking beacon for this country. That's like, Oh fuck. Like these guys, sacrifice for this land this ideal this place this region and now they're doing this after that after going through all that like there's an enlightenment that comes with that and we can't do that if we're fucking at each other's throats all the time fuck no and and i think that we've done a pretty decent job and i'll put a lot of that on evan with like relationships in the past that have been broken mending those and realizing like wow we just kind of had a toxic person being the navigator and median of that relationship and then once you find out like sure we might not be like homies that are going to drink every saturday together but we can still have shared successes and create more value in our culture provide more opportunity to the people that we care about instead of cutting our fucking throats where it inhibits us it inhibits you and then the other people don't get any opportunity because we're going at each other and we're wasting time energy and emotion on that shit like all that focus should be going on driving things forward and creating more value and happiness in life like that's the end goal how do i have value and happiness in life like that's it that's all i care about yeah, and leading by example for those who look up to you for inspiration. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Jared showing us how to live a true happy relationship. Yeah. Like, Boy. hashtag two, two <laughs> weeks <laughs> strong, dude. Hashtag two weeks. I hope, they, I hope they get a cupcake and celebrate one month as one month in their relationship. I, like, I, I, I told you last night, she's the type of person who looks like she claps when the plane lands. Like, she looks excited that this thing's going to <laughs> Oh my God. I I do love that. There's when the clappers, but what you got to do to really fuck with people, every time there's terrible turbulence, ride it like a roller coaster. I go, and everybody's (laughs) praying and scared. I'm like, only thing that's fucking saving this plane is the pilot, in my opinion. I mean, you know, throw a prayer in there if that's your thing, all about it. But, you know, uh, I want to ride the plane down like a fucking roller coaster if that's the way. Oh, like like the guy who stole the Alaska Airlines plane. This sucks. Could have done so much. Like the guy who stole the Alaska Airlines plane over the weekend. That was the greatest fucking crazy. Skyman. Crazy. What did he do? Right, he stole it in Salt, like in Utah, and drove it into a. House? No, 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 no. Own house. There was two Seattle. No, there was two different. Yeah, Yeah. Seattle. Sorry. Yeah, the one in Seattle. uh, I was, I was (laughs) listening to it in live time because I was on Twitter and there, and some people were on the runway and they were like, "Hey, man, they've stopped us on the runway. This guy appears as if he stole a plane." And you could listen. You could. There was an app to go into the uh, the the controller account, the air traffic controller account. So I listened to this guy for like twenty minutes. He was fucking hilarious, dude. Um, Really funny guy. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, man, I think you think I could do a barrel roll with this thing. Um, I mean, he was <laughs> he was doing the thing I love about it. It's like, sure, he stole property. Right. But like he didn't put anybody else in that plane. It was just no, him. Like any fuck it. He told he told the, the ground control. He said, look, I'm not going to harm anybody because they were like, hey, we're going to try to talk you into landing that. And he goes, ah, that's probably a bad idea. He goes, I definitely can't land this plane. Um, and he goes, uh, what happened? Did it crash? Yeah. So he crashed it into, into an Island that was, you know, just a vacant, like small, tiny Island. Uh, like it just looked like forest and, uh, he crashed it on his own, but he was trying to do loop to loops. Um, he tried to do a barrel roll. Uh, <laughs> did he die? And, and, and they were asking him, they were like, sir, how do you, 
you know, do you want, do you want us to give you instructions, um, you know, on how to at least try to attempt to land this? And he goes, no, I've played enough video games. Like I, f- I feel pretty confident. Um, is this, this is real. This is all. Did he die? One hundred percent real. Yeah. So he, he so he crashed and died. He crashed and died. And Dude, that w- that's that's a fun way on the way out, man. That's Holy what shit. I said. And no one else got hurt. N- no one else got hurt. Just him. Uh, he took the plane down. It was a uh, it, about a seventy five seater. It was one of those um, Alaska wow. Airlines four hundred things. And right now, but he took off. He le- like he pl- he got off. In not the only air did he take off, but he was in he was in the air for twenty minutes. So all these people in real time <laughs> as it's going on are on Periscope and Twitter and they're showing videos of him because he's flying real low because he's trying to do these tricks with a commercial like jetliner. Um, and, and so there's all this footage. So like you're watching it and I'm listening to it in real time. And the guy was fucking hilarious. Like really funny dude and just really honest about his situation. And he was just like, he goes, man, I, you know, you could probably blame this on, on me just being a mechanic and getting $15 an hour, but uh, that's probably why I did this. He's like, I, you know, I, I didn't know I had a couple screws loose until I got in the plane and stole this thing. And he's saying it exactly <laughs> like that. Holy. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, that's so epic. All of the audio is on YouTube if, if you want to get it. And, um, you know, he apologized to his family and all that stuff to start with because he was like, I'm sorry that I'm doing this, but... Uh, you know, I, this is how I wanted to live my life and end it and all this shit. And you were just like, oh, my God. Um, but again, like, you know, he's just going back and forth with this guy. And he goes, uh, they were like, where are you going to fly to? And he goes, man, my dream would be to, to to find that orca, you know, with the dead baby one who's been dragging it around like on its back for 17 days. I'd like to fly over that. Um, and they're just <laughs> like, yo. And in the meantime, this guy's got a direct... Uh, you know, 50 other planes on the runway. So he's going back and forth in the most calming voice he can, this air traffic controller, while this other crazy guy is just chirping in saying, hey, man, you, you think I can do a barrel roll? <laughs> <laughs> Greatest way to I don't to know why out. I think this is so epic. Uh, I don't, it's, it's amazing. Like, I don't like, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a huge, he, very illegal, but it's like the story very, itself. Have you heard that in a bar? Like, well, so what happened to your Uncle Bob? And he's like, well, my Uncle Bob actually stole a jet. You would never believe it. That's an no. unbelievable story. It is. Yeah. It is. And uh, the guy's name is Bebo Russell. Really funny dude. Like, Bebo. Yeah. He's like 28, uh, white guy. He looks exactly like you picture this guy. Bebo? Yeah. Like a, like a Bebo. And he's just like a, a normal person. And his, the, the weirdest thing is his parents had to release a statement yesterday. And they were like, look. Contrary to what happened on Saturday night, um, he was actually like a really kind and like loving dude. Um, and, you know, we're sorry for what happened or whatever. But I think he went out in a pretty kind and loving yeah, way. Yeah. Like, he didn't like, he's like, don't worry, not going to hurt anybody. I'm going to find a fucking island. There's nobody in there. I'm going to fucking dirt nap this plane. <laughs> oh, my Lord, dude. Yeah. So, if, you know, the, the full audio is available on YouTube if you if you type in, um, you know, SeaTac or because it's the ninth largest wow. airport in the world. So, like, um, you know. He was one of those guys who was on the runway every day working uh, at the airport and then, you know, just decided to steal the fucking plane and end it. Nobody was on it. Nobody else got hurt. And that's it. It was you just know? him. He fucking he looked up YOLO and went and buy the book, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah that's shit. The Bebo. definition of YOLO is. Uh, yeah, that, that is the definition. You only live once. I uh, can't wait. Can I can I add to this definition? And it's it's about Jared. Um since sure. he's still married. It's um, your fucking show, too. Eh, yeah. Why not? But since he's still married, the greatest thing ever happened uh, last night, probably around 7 o'clock. Uh, my wife is three days overdue, and she still hasn't had the baby. 
It's kind of in the dumps. A, a gigantic package arrives at the front door. And uh, Jesse reads it. She's like, oh, man, this is weird. This is from Caitlin, Jared's, Jared's wife. Um, opens up the box. There's enough gifts in there for an entire baby shower. Um, the nicest shit on the planet. I'm talking like Beyonce baby gifts in there. Whoa. To the brim. And the card that she wrote said, hey, Jesse, congratulations on the new baby. Um, this is what it's like when you're still married to Jared, but he's with other women and I have his credit card. Um, <laughs> also, and then no, no lie, but she goes, also, he probably doesn't even know you're pregnant and is probably going to ask what company this is from, you know, when he sees it on his card, if he even checks this sort of thing. Congratulations on the new baby. <laughs> oh, epic. I mean, epic. that's a really selfless way to use someone else's money. Or, I don't know what financial thing they have going on and I can't speak to it, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't be mad, you know? No. Uh, so Jim, I didn't even think about giving you a baby gift. So I know. well, why, know, why would you? I mean, I you know, it's it's more of. Do a, guys think about no, that? No, no, we don't. They don't. No, no. like like no I'm sure guy, certain guys, but not me. Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody's like buying me. I didn't, I didn't give birth to her. Exactly, I'm the guy, my kids. Well, it's like when it's the I didn't do anything when it's like Charlotte's birthday and all that. Like I don't. I don't know what to get a, you know, five-year-old girl. So I well, of course Logan does, but I usually just ask KS. I'm like, Hey, can you buy her like three dope gifts? Keep it keep it under 200 bucks. And then they're for me. Cause I don't know what she wants. I made a donation for your child yeah. into, <laughs> to this nonprofit to save puppies from, uh, wood chippers. <laughs> uh, Dude, let's so start some expensive. fake GoFundMe's. Dude, can you imagine that? If we, well, I don't want to do GoFundMe. Actually, it would be cool because then you could just donate the money. It, um, but it's like, yeah, help help us save puppies from wood chippers. Yeah. People are like, is this real? It's so <laughs> terrible. I have to so donate. I have to donate. I have to. And we just turn around and donate it to like a some some wounded guy's family yeah, or something. Exactly. Put a wheelchair ramp in a house and fuck yeah, deck it out. Hey, oh by the way, we're we are going to renovate Crispy's house. So that'll be something everybody will look forward to. Yeah. We're going to really master plan too. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, well, it's going to be Evan, myself, mm-hmm. um, Logan will par- participate as well. And uh, we're, we're actually just going to do it ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Shoot footage so of it, this, it, please, and put it up online. No, I think that, that oh, be, yes. we are okay, for sure. Great. Yeah. Because he's going to love it. It's going to absolutely. He's going to love it. He's going to love it. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to love it. Just uh, kind of <laughs> sensing gonna something in your voice that he's not going to <laughs> he's, love it. He's Home renovations, veteran style. Veteran style. <laughs> we figured, like, instead of good food in the fridge, we're just going to fill the fridge with MREs. Yeah. And then maybe the fridge, there's some, there's some you know, stairs going up to that. We're, we're, we're fucking with Crispy that we're going to mess with this house. This is a good yeah. one. Should be funny. Just put all be dirt, d- really funny. dirty veteran humor. <laughs> I just put all gas grills in there, like like that type of like. How dark are you guys going? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man! Whoa, no, that look. Hey, that's what crispy hey, said crispy, to me. You gotta light the crispy's gotta light the pilot light to wash the dishes. <laughs> like, what the oh fuck? <laughs> Super <laughs> fucked up. On a real note, though, if you actually check out crispy or Omar Vias, yeah. um, it's who we are that we just posted in Black Rifle last week. Uh, check it out. He has such a compelling, epic story, and uh, we're doing a three-part series for it that. Logan's been uh, hammering out, and it's 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 too legit to quit, as someone would say. So. He's fucking yeah, awesome, man. I and he's, he's super rabid. open and honest about his whole sitch. And look, he's been on the show a bunch of times, but like he's truly like that in real life. When we were doing that live show in Vegas, he tapped me on the shoulder and was like, "Hey, man, can I have some of that Lead Slingers whiskey?" 
And I was like, ah, man, it's kind of for everybody up here for the show. And he goes, dude, I'm fucking burnt to shit, bro. Can I have some whiskey? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like, and that's how he just well, talks just to everybody for in not life. giving the friend whiskey. What the fuck? No, well, no, because it was <laughs> there was like 90 people up there. And I was like, ah, I didn't know if we were doing it live or if it was like a prop for the thing. But uh, he was in at the office today and he was just like, fuck, I got to go to a doctor's appointment. Like, oh, what for? He's like, oh, I got to drain all this fluid out of my knee. Eh, whatever. You're like, Jesus, you're tough. Yeah. Yeah, he is tough. He's a tough. That was literally guy. an hour ago. Yeah, it was an hour ago. When he was but here. a lot of people don't know Crispy's whole entire story. I didn't know all of it until I started going through this interview and this footage. And like, it's fucking amazing. Like the the incident in which Crispy was blown up. Like, I haven't heard anything remotely close to what he went through and, and continuing to fight through like it's absolutely incredible i can't wait for and i didn't know crispy has uh, two purple hearts he got shot in the arm before and oh, then still fuck. pretty much did the same thing carried on in the fucking gunfight and then the, the you know the next thing happened down the road i'm like jesus man yeah, yeah. Stand a little far away from me, please, Chris. <laughs> is, hey, is he is no. he around the office a lot? We should have a, like a one on one about his life story because I think it would be fascinating for everybody of, of what yeah, he truly absolutely. did go through. Yeah, yeah. we well, should do well, that around Veterans Day when yeah, when, when his three part series comes out. That, that'd be cool. Then talk in more depth. And I think if people watch that, they could make we could have some questions submitted and he could talk through it. I think he's very open. He's the guy that's like will show every vulnerability and anything that he thinks is like. Uh, a trial and tribulation that he's had in his life and use that to help other people not make those mistakes again, which is like why I love being around the guy. He just wants to help out people. It's fucking, it's awesome. He's always super motivated and happy, just like ready to go. It's fucking awesome, man. Like that guy's like, he's cut from a very unique cloth and uh, without guys like that, like God, man, I don't know. Like when I, when I look around, I'm like, Omar's one of those guys where you're like, every time he comes through the door, like breathes life into the building sunshine like, dude. dude yeah it's like, it's like pure sunshine like yeah, oh, I, i've a, never man. looked at him and be like oh crispy's in the day or something it's always just like oh shit <laughs> oh shit crispy's here yeah fuck yeah we should yeah, call him go. the chief of happiness and he's yeah, always seriously. smiling dude he's always smiling and laughing like I, I don't think i've ever seen that guy with a frown on his face like ever no i, I mean very it, rarely i suppose yeah. yeah he's an awesome dude um all right you guys want to get to the drinking bro of the week Sure. Yep. This one was, uh, this is really fresh. Um, by the way, for everybody listening at home, uh, go to Drinking Bros podcast page and submit your Drinking Bros of the week. That's where we, we read this in the, in the inbox. Uh, it's usually Fire Dave that uh, responds yeah. um, Perfect. to people. But uh, this one was like brand new, so I don't even know this story, actually. Uh, this was submitted by Chris Wardy. He said, I would like to nominate this week's Drinking Bro of the Week to the UK first responders in London who responded to today's terror attack. Forgive me, I, I haven't read the news yet in the last couple of hours. Uh, Counter-terror officers arrived on the scene within minutes, rushing a suspect not knowing if he was armed uh, in the car or was rigged with explosives after a car crashed into Parliament not long after running over a number of pedestrians. Thank you for everything you do. Um, there's a picture with it. Holy shit. Um, I, I don't know what happened. I'm going to have to look this up today. But uh, Yeah, Dave's pulling up the article right now. Cheers. Um, Damn. Shit. London's having a lot of shit like wow. this recently, man. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, and this driving oh, into cheer, people cheers thing. Cheers to you guys. Yeah, this yeah. driving into people thing is, seems to be the new, the new norm uh, around the world. 
Fuck. Yeah, it's super unfortunate. Yeah. Fuck. All right, man. Well, oh. stay right. safe out there, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> for Matt Best, Evan Hafer, Logie, dude, thanks for being on the show. You're fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks, Logie. Hot Logie, dude. Logie. Date Hot Logie. Where, hey, Logan, where can uh, women hit you up on the DMs on yeah. your Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Logan Stark. Logan Stark. Look at that. That's it. That's my handle. Yep, simple. That's his handle. Yeah, it's his handle. Well, it's also well, his real name. he's got a different handle. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the other handle, ladies. Go to at Logan Stark on uh, Instagram. Slide him some nudes. That always brightens a guy's day. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Dudes too. He loves dude nudes. Loves dicks. Loves dicks. Loves dicks. Loves dicks. Loves dicks. Loves dicks. Loves dicks.